0: I heard this so many times in my life that people like you just you know what you you got a problem focusing, and you know you you don't stay with one thing and you're jumping to too many things in life, and you know what this is my superpower man, you know you're out there you can't lock into one thing it's a superpower sometimes. What made us succeed? You know what I mean? I I, I gave a bunch of, you know, sort of mastermind intros and talked about our product and. You know, really, what, what, is, what is the product and service you're selling and really what what's it gonna to make to be successful? And for us, it was really a few things. And the simplest thing was having a product that always worked. Don't accept because the expert tell you this is, you know, this is the return on spend you should be getting. You know, a, a 4X is good, a 3X, a 3X is good. Well, what about 20X? I want 20X. Well, I shouldn't get 20X? Like I think the expectations people set up for themselves are too low. They have to set the bar high. So
1: on today's episode, you're going to listen to an entrepreneur that sold over $100 million worth of e-cigarettes in just 18 months. And he's taking all of his learnings from that experience to build a trail of e-commerce businesses, one of which is a fitness device, which he says he sold over a million units to date it's a great episode you do not want to miss so just stay tuned
2: retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade the widespread adoption of mobile technology, technology social media as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers As you continue to grow
1: your e-commerce business, access to growth capital would increasingly play a significant role in achieving and surpassing your financial and social goals. Why should you give up equity or pay high interest rates to grow your business? There is a new way to access growth capital that transforms e-commerce businesses. Wayflyer has shaken the way e-commerce operators access working capital. With a dedication to only D2C e-commerce businesses, wayflyer will fund you on a fairer fund as you grow model meaning if your sales slow down so does the amount you transfer back there's just a simple fee and the funds you need to grow are deposited to your account instantly it's worth checking out on wayflyer.com that's w-a-y-f-l-y-e-r Hello, 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 2xers. Welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. The 2x e-commerce podcast is the podcast dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. Each week, we get either a, an e-commerce founder and a, a commerce expert or a rep from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS platform to just share their insights essentially to help you grow metrics such as your conversions, your average order value, your repeat customer rate, your audience size, and ultimately sales. Every week we're here to help you sell more sustainably. My purpose of putting this show up is to create this community, help this community of e-commerce operators, merchants, marketers to grow their e-commerce, you know, base essentially to sell more sustainably online that's why we turn up every week of the year essentially um you know on this podcast we're a year-round podcast now on today's episode i um i i interviewed a chap called howie that's his name howie anyway he's he's his, his full name is 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 howard Payne. um he is you know i didn't know what to expect over this conversation i was like well first of all we had technical issues um we, I'm talking about like lengthy technical issues, almost when we wanted to actually postpone the the interview, but we got there eventually. And I was so pleased we got there. Um, he is first of all, um, very, very full of life. Um, very, very friendly, um, you know, um, individual, um, hugely successful. He, he, um, he's, he, he started out in business very, um, in, in very tough circumstances in the sense that, you know, he was running gyms and then he stumbled on, on e-cigarettes at the start of that trend and he just doubled down in 18 months with just 20K capital um, they were able to generate over 100 million dollars in revenue, and they got acquired. You know, essentially by a big conglomerate, and that, that they got acquired for for life-changing money. He wouldn't really disclose what they got, got acquired to for. It. But um, if someone's splashing 15 million dollars on on just cars um, after you know getting paid for an acquisition, um, you probably get the scale of um, of what he was paid. The check he was paid. Um, but he didn't just stop at that. He didn't retire there completely. Um, what he's done is gone back to his health, um, his health core. You know, his, his health purpose. We we discuss his 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 life essentially. He tells me his life story. So we we so he he gets back to health. He creates a device, which is for like planks. Um, he did a Kickstarter for that. Um, I think they raised over three hundred k in Kickstarter. And and that plank, this plank is called Stealth Fitness um you put an iphone or an android or a mobile phone in the um in in the device and then you try and plank with it and then there's a game in it so that like you know stealth fitness games and um the the longer you balance um there's more gamification in that it's it's a terrific idea i i think pen, um the patent is pending on that um we just had a thorough conversation on on how he's building e-commerce brands He's not a detailed guy, you know, he's a CEO, co-founder, CEO founder, um, but he knows the fundamentals like human psychology, the importance of customer data, um, why you need to convert, you know, all of those top first principle thinking of, of growth. He knows that, and he gets people to execute on on those principles, if that makes sense. So he he put out a first of of its kind, you know, device out on, on 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 Kickstarter and crowdfunding, and and it did pretty well. And they're selling till now. And he's thinking about you know continuous product expansion. There's not one question I asked him that he couldn't really, it it didn't come up with with the with a convincing answer, if that made sense. So. Um, if you're looking to really get to an inspirational story, um, literally from zero to hero, this episode is one to listen to. If you're you know, looking to, to get inspired on how to spot a trend and seize opportunity, this is an episode you want to listen to. And if you want to just find out how he... Um, moved from you know essentially his first business the e-cigarette's business was was essentially um was offline so it was really retail it was just distribution you know like wholesale distribution with retailers and um with his um with his new businesses they they're online and um he's still using some some of those first principle you know thinking um from his offline experience from his retail experience, you know, in in e-commerce. So there's a lot to unpack here. It was a long conversation, but to me, it was a very quality conversation. So enjoy this episode. I'll catch you on the other side. ta and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is klaviyo.com forward slash 2x. Hey Howard, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast. Really, really happy to have you on Kunle, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I, um, when the opportunity to to speak with you, you know, came, I I really jumped to it. I was like, let let's go. I think one of the fastest um, responses, really, um, that that um we our team just um you know um put together really um would you. I'll I'll just like to 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 to, to know who you are, um, and I will start out with with your childhood, where you grew up, and and connect that to kind of like your first venture or or first real job. You know, I, I want to know who Howard is, please.
0: Yeah, so people, you know, I'm I'm the health is wealth guy, basically at a young age, call it ten, eleven, twelve. I really took interest in martial arts, bodybuilding, Tony Robbins. So I was really just digging in deep. I I came from an entrepreneurial family. My grandparents came from Eastern Europe. My grandfather was a fruit cart vendor that built a nice company. So I was around hardworking, sort of, you know, my father wasn't around much. He was working two, three jobs. My mother at a young age was an entrepreneur. Uh, She had, you know, she was in the jewelry business, kids' clothing. So she was very creative. And I think, you know, a lot of the creativity came from my mom. And also that sort of positive can-do attitude. You know, I grew up in a middle class family in New Jersey. Uh my grandfather actually uh come from a Jewish family. He he liked to give to Israel, big benefactor for his success and liked to give back to community. So I actually, funny story was, I was going to a, a Hebrew school in a on a church parking lot in a trailer. That was like the first place I went to school. And my I had like a class of like four people in my class and for basically from kindergarten, you know, kindergarten I was learning English and I was learning Hebrew, you know? So I was learning a second language. And um, so basically I was in this trailer at the church. So I got, you know, I got the both energies, which was great. And um, through the years, uh, he built a nice school. That wasn't too far from uh, where we live. So I went to private school for uh, kindergarten through eighth grade. I loved it. Uh, my, My class was like family. I was in trouble. I, I don't know why I was always in trouble, but I was sort of, I, I was like a class comedian. This is the first time I'm telling this. I like to tell jokes. I don't tell good jokes, but you know, and I like to laugh at my own jokes. I like <laughs> to keep things light and light And uh, I like to lead my days through jokes and having fun with people and being super friendly and outgoing to everybody and anybody because I treat everybody equal. And that's, that's the way I've been at, uh, since at a young age. Went to public school I was like, "Whoa! This is what real schools like—the Wild West." You know, where actually people came up to me like asking me for protection money. I was like, "You know, a small guy. These big dudes are like, you know, you want you want to give me some protection money?" I'm thinking to myself, well, "Is something bad going to happen to me in this school?" I know. Funny, right? Is and it- at uh, at, a, at a young age, um, I was uh, I was into music. You know, I was into hip hop and rap and. My brother actually and I were breakdancing. You know, we like to breakdance and I got into uh, DJing. So I was DJing at a young age, DJing actually at, the, at my high school. You know, I actually did some of the proms there. So I was big into DJ, DJing, mixing, harmonic keys. Uh, I belonged to record clubs. I was big into BMX bikes, racing, jumping. So I was, uh, you know, I was like a little, you know, risk taker. At age 14, I built 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 my first motorized skateboard. Actually had a uh motorized skateboard, a uh, this sort of bike motor I mounted onto this tire and built this motorized skateboard at 14, went 40 miles an hour. So it was tooling around in that. But big into my fitness, you know, working out, probably five, six days. I remember my mother, i got my mother to sign me up for a gym that was like twenty minutes, thirty minutes away. She'd take me six days a week to this gym in uh Called Denberg's, all big bodybuilders. It was intimidating. I mean, the first time I went in this gym when I was 14, these guys were massive. But you know what? For me, that was one way to, for me to like push myself. How can I get to the next level? You know? So I was doing martial arts like four days a week. And then I had this Master Cho, this Korean master, six stand black belt. I was training with him. And I was just pushing myself. I just wanted to be better, stronger. And I just ha- always had this urge to, to just, you know, so, see how hard so, I could push myself.
1: So so, so th- th- these are not middle-class parents pushing you. It was you. It was self-driven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody nobody mm. pushing me. You know, I had this mm. thing in my head that um, I just want to push myself. Listen, I, I wasn't born like the biggest guy. You know, I was lucky if I was over five feet at the time. And in high school, everybody was bigger than me. So if I wasn't going to be the biggest, I, I had to be the strongest, toughest, smartest, you know, this was just my way of saying, you know what, how can I be, you know, listen, when you're six, two, six, three, they even said, you know, you dress up, go to a job interview, you got a much better chance, you know, your success. And I said, you know what? Yeah, the millionaires are above six feet, but the billionaire guys, they're little guys. So, um, finished, uh, I, I actually, you know, the funny thing is, so I went to high school uh, in Parsippany uh, three years. I actually moved high school as my senior year. Now imagine that. People are like, what? Who would move high school senior year? But in my mind, I didn't care. Like for me, I was so ingrained in my own stuff that I just, you know, moved high school, senior year, went to a new high school, was great, graduated, went to Syracuse four years, was a business major, minor in exercise and nutrition. And one of my one of my things was I had to have a car up at college. Because unless you were part of like the sports t- team at college, you weren't you you couldn't train at the gym there, like the sports performance center, at the time. So I was like, I gotta need a car at college. So freshman year, I made sure I had a car up there. I was hitting the gym six days a week. It was called Hercules. Like for me, fitness was the foremost. Classes were okay, and 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 doing well in school was okay. But for me, the fitness and training. To be honest with you, Kunle was like the most important thing. Getting in, training, that was just, for me, was my just my life. That's why I just, for me, I was ingrained in the bodybuilding. And then when I got out, I uh, actually got my first offer at uh, at Staples for like 23 grand. I told my mother, no way I'm working at Staples. 23 grand a year? This is what we're the college for? No way. And she said, well, what do you want to do? I said, you know what? I, I got to be. Go, she had a personal trainer at the time. I said, you know what, I'm going to go to training. I like training. Training, training makes me feel good. I feel good about myself. I got positive energy. I, you know, I always noticed around me so many people were, you know, depressed, not feeling good, complaining, not energized. And I said, you know what, for me, how we pee, I don't want to ever be that guy. And my brother, you know, I talked to my brother the other day. He was like, Howie, man, like when you were like 12, you're putting sticky notes in like, I'm going to have it all. You know what I mean? I feel amazing. I just, I was always just basically feeding my mind with my aspirations. You know, I wanted to have unlimited wealth. I wanted to be able to control my destiny. You know, I didn't want to work for anybody, you know? Um, I always just, you know, I, I I wanted to just be able to conquer anything that came in my way, and so I just trained myself at a young age. So up at Syracuse when I graduated, I didn't I didn't do the staples route. I I, I became a personal trainer. What year was this? 1990. Wow. 1990. I worked for a guy for six months. Did it? Learned the business. Did it in home training, and then after six months, I said to him, you know, can you take care of me a little better? I'm working hard. So you know what I got in in thanks, in in lieu of the bonus? I got a non-compete, 50-page non-compete. That was me learning my first lesson of, hey, when you work hard for somebody else, Kunle, there's no appreciation a lot of times. So what I do, I said, you know what? You keep all your clients. I'll train them till you find somebody else. Very eloquently, I said, I'm going to part my ways in 90 days. I built my in-home business, opened up a gym and then trying to pay the rent. I was training people in between, trying to pay my rent by in-home people. Finally, I brought them under one roof. And after three years, I had like five, six trainers working for me. I opened up um, another gym, closed the first one. It's called How Fit. Like How We Fit This, How Fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, H-O-W-F-I-T. So I had How Fit for a long time. And basically while I was building fit and had trainers and athletic training and flexibility and uh, some physical therapy guy there and massage therapy. You know, I had about a five, I built up to like 5,000 square feet, but I could never, I couldn't break the million dollar a year mark. I was maybe like seven, 800,000 and I had a good business, you know, making a few hundred grand a year two fit, you know, making good, good money for myself. And in between I say, you know what, I, I, I got to make more money. Because I'm only making good money when people are training here. When I'm training, I'm making, you know, a couple hundred, you know, hundred bucks an hour, hundred fifty. I'm doing well, but how am I really going to level up? So I try weight loss products. I try inventing my own fitness product in uh in uh, two thousand. That no, was a two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. I had the energy ball. It was the world's first. uh Uh. Medicine ball with interlocking handles. It was revolutionary for functional training. Like, I basically was involved in functional training before anyone knew what functional training was 10 years. You know, I was like 10 years before my time. I had six videos squatting, lunging, bending, twisting, pushing, pulling, working all the primal movements, six different videos. I was shooting videos in California in between doing my gym. I had health and fitness search engine, beach carts, tattoo t shirts. The list goes on, and uh, I was putting everything on the line. Everything I did, I, I, I you know, I gave a hundred percent. But it was, you know, just just things weren't clicking. You know, things weren't clicking. Mm-hmm. But the energy ball, I spent a million dollars of my savings on that. It was a it was a best product. Push up, circle squat. Even on YouTube, I was watching. You know, some of the I was on doing YouTube before people. even talking about YouTube. You know, pushing my videos, my training. And then uh, I thought about franchising, never franchised, although I had a great brand. So basically, I was hitting rock bottom 2009, Equinox, Lifetime Fitness, New York Sports Club. They all opened within like five miles of my gym. And this was tough, you know, it was putting a hurt on me. Yeah. And so, so I was always looking for opportunity, always looking to make feels, hustle, even when I was on trips, I was working from the beach twenty four seven. They're like, you don't relax. You never relax. I said, I don't have time to relax. I really, I true. want, I want success. I want, I want, I want to just have some massive business that I can scale and make a difference. Right. I I, I felt so like I felt so to, held to, back, Kunle. To, did,
1: did, did you have business partners and uh, mentors all through this journey or was it
0: just, just you? No, you know, with, it's funny. Your employees on uh, your team. I, yeah, no, it was pretty much just me. I mean, I hired a, I hired a coach at one time. Um, this gentleman, who was a great guy. He'd be with me weekly and, you know, put together your goals and, you know, stick with the plan. And, uh. Uh, You know, I I, I remember one thing from him, which is a great, great saying. And he said, you know, spend your time doing revenue producing activities, you know, and let everybody else do the stuff that you don't want to do. You know, I always kept that, you know, kept that in the forefront of my mind, you know. Do things that are, you know, revenue producing. So basically after, you know, I call it 29 failed ventures um, in 2010. A bunch of guys asked me if I would, uh, you know, I told them I'd help in this deal to sort of bring mixed martial arts to China. And I had set up the meeting with Tap Out in California and set up this whole meeting. And basically this is where the story starts. I set up this meeting with Tap Out and I went with this group of guys I trained. One of the guys I trained, he was one of my clients. And I said "I said, to him, can I get a little piece of the action? I'm broke, you know what I mean? I need help. Things aren't going good. I'm going through divorce. My business is failing. I got a lot of competition. None of my products, ventures have gone the way I thought. And basically, I lost my house in a short sale. And I was like five feet under from six feet. But always Hmm. keeping, you know, trying to keep my head up, go strong day, you know, every day. And, uh, you know, follow that path to success. So 2010, I'm in California. I'm sitting at a meeting with these guys. And the guy next to me is blowing blowing he's blowing smoke. Now one of my biggest pet peeves as a health guy cigarettes. I'm like, what the, what's this guy blowing smoke in my face? I was like, dude, why are you blowing why are you smoking at the table here with us? He was one of the guys looking to the best in the deal. He goes, no, no, this is then he goes to burn my hand like this. I go, dude, what are you doing? He says, this is electronic cigarette. There's no it's only vapor. When I tell you, this hit me like a bomb, I said, this is it, Al. This is gonna be it. You know, I had that, I had that mind. I just I I you know, I was always looking for the opportunity. And I'm thinking to myself, he goes, Yeah, cancer free smoking. I go, what? I was mind blown. I said, This is mm. this I could this I could latch on to. This is something that that this is for me. Right at that moment, I was I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna own it, I'm gonna go into the market strong. I was thinking about the opportunity right there. It went through my head and like. 30 seconds. I said, can I get some samples? He goes, you can buy it for me, private label. I manufacture in California. I said, all right, you know, let me see. Ba, ba, ba. I get some samples from him. He walks away and uh, he went somewhere to to whatever men's room. I don't know where he went. And I said to my buddies, hey guys, did you hear what this guy just said? This is, this is, this is the future. He goes, they go, what are you talking about? We're here for like you know MMA fighting. Yeah. I go. I need to borrow ten grand. He said, "I need ten grand to start this business." You guys be my partners. It's electronic cigarettes. This is the future. And they go, "How? ADD? This is why you're a bad businessman. You can't focus. Your your head is <laughs> elsewhere." i heard this so many times, Coonley, in my life that people like you just you know what you you got a problem focusing, and you know you you don't stay with one thing, and you're jumping to too many things in life. And you know what? This is my superpower, man. You know, you're out there, you can't lock into one thing. It's a superpower sometimes, you know, and you got to, you know, for, for me, it gave me the opportunity to find something that really helped me. I call it skip the millions and go to billions. You know, I could never be a millionaire. You know, I, I skipped, I skipped the millions and went to billions. And the beautiful thing about the story is these guys I said, you know, can I borrow the 10 grand? They said, no. I said, all right. Took the samples. We left the meeting. Fast forward, went back to my gym, went to the internet, was trying to get, was getting samples from China on e-cigarettes. I'm trying, popping them. Meanwhile, I'm not a smoker. So three months in, I got all these samples piled up, you know, from all these manufacturers. And I said, how, what am I going to do? I'm not a smoker. I need a smoker. Ah. Well, right next to my gym is the salon. Think about proximity there, you know? <laughs> Eli from Israel, he's there with his wife, Yana. They were good friends. They were Yana was a good friend. She was a hair, they had a hair salon next to my gym. I trained Yana, and Eli was a hardcore hustler. I always seen him smoking cigarettes, smoking, smoking. And he told me once, when you go to the Israeli military, they give you a uniform and a pack of Marlboro. So I seen him smoking outside one day. And I'm like, I'm going to catch him one day in the hallway and I'm going to pitch him this idea of electronic cigarettes, see what he thinks. Maybe he wants to partner with me. He's walking by the hallway. I catch him. He sees the e-cigarette in my hand. This is the unbelievable story. I remember vividly. I go, Eli, I got a new business for us. He looks at it and goes, e-cigarette? He goes, I tried that in 2008, two years ago. This was 2010, two years. He said, my wife bought me a kit, $250. He said, I opened it up and it was like encyclopedia, step one, step two, step 15, 20. He said, I never graduated eighth grade in Israel. So I put it back in the drawer and I never took it out again. This is where the magic came. I said, Eli, this is disposable. Hmm. Susie, Susie will go to 7-Eleven every day. She'll buy a cup of coffee and our brand. He goes, let me see. Let me try that. So he this is this is how it went down. I'm like, I'm like saying to myself inside, man, I hope he likes it. I hope he likes it. Here we go. I pitch it to him. He takes it and he goes, He goes, he I never seen someone's face glow with a smile. He goes, This is fucking gold, guy. Let, this is gold, Howie. Let's cash it in. And that's where it began, man. That's where it began. That's where the logic story began. Hmm. Where we hustled, we basically, you know. We talk about, you know, you talk about, you know, a lot of listeners here, e-commerce. We were Mm -hmm. street fighters. We went store to store, right? We started selling out of the salon. We ordered lanyards. We were letting people, we were going to store to store, Kunle, with these plastic tips where you said, you know what? I stand in line. The guy said, I want Marlboro. I said, you know what? Here, try Logic, cancer-free smoking. Now, Mm -hmm. were we allowed to say that? No. But in my mind, that was cancer. Cancer free. It was nicotine, propylene, glycol, and they prove it's cancer. It is cancer free. You just couldn't make the claim. But I you're next to me in the store. This is the future. They try it. I'd sell one by one, one by one, store by story. He started selling out in a salon, and people loved it. And I think uh, you know, some of the some of the, you know, and we did sell online, but I think some of the key takeaways, you know, we weren't the first we had 200 competitors, you know, what, what, what made us succeed? You know what I mean? I, I, I gave a bunch of, you know, sort of mastermind intros and talked about our product and, you know, really what, what is, what is the product and service you're selling? And really what, what's it going to make to be successful? And for us, it was really a few things. And the simplest thing was having a product that always worked. Ours was disposable. We had no wires, no refills, right. no defects, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, we made sure that every logic worked, right? And it had to have the best flavor and the thickest vapor. That's what people wanted. So imagine the simplicity of this focus. We had to focus on the branding, which was logic. We couldn't claim anything on the packaging. So we said, if we call it logic, if people use our logic, usually they're making a good decision. So that's why we ended up calling it Logic. And the second thing was, we figured so out- it was it was white labeled, right?
1: And and then you 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 got the name Logic on it. You you printed the name Logic on it. Uh, did you yeah, yeah, did you do yeah. the packaging and all of that stuff? Logic.
0: Yeah. So what we did is, okay. yes, we first we first found an off-the-shelf disposable, right? Mm-hmm. Off-the-shelf disposable. OEM manufacturer that basically would, you know, make $5,000 for us in our first order, right? At a couple bucks, two and a half, three bucks each. I think even more, it was even more than. And we were selling it for $19.99 in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, 19 And we made sure that the stores could double their money. You know, if we were selling to them for $9.99, they would double their money. Okay. You know, basically, but then we customized, I mean, we really, I mean, basically, we went from zero to a hundred million in sales in eighteen months. How? How did you do it? Do you, do you,
1: do you know, like if you say you had a deal with nine eleven, you know, nine eleven is on pretty much almost every block in the states. I can understand that they they have the distribution. So how did you scale that fast? As in like what about like your staff, the the resources, the capital? How did you? What you, was your capital base?
0: Yeah, ten thousand from ten thousand
1: each. That's it. Ten thousand each to hundred hundred. Hundred million. Yeah. Break it down for us, please. Break break it down. Break the math, and then break the organizational scale. As in what did you need to to have? You know, things must have been like crazy. Um, things must have been moving in
0: warp speed. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, and like it was, it was it was wildfire. I mean, uh, listen, uh, that the facts were we we started with ten grand and we bought product, right? And then on that product we turned that product, and then we're able to buy more product. So what we did do, so what, one of the ways you know I talked about we're starting a new company, a plant based food company, is with logic we we basically when we sold it to the convenience store. It was no consignment, okay? That wasn't our vocabulary. So I'm going to tell you, we had the word commitment. What did that mean? Basically, we gave them the best product. We said, listen, we're going to guarantee it for you. And what does that mean? It means if you don't sell it, we'll buy it back. But we want the money now. So we guaranteed, we, we got the guaranteed money up front, you know? So we were never waiting. We never had accounts receivable, Kunle, in the first 24 months. No accounts receivable. We operated on just, you got to pay in advance. You are not pay in advance. We came, we delivered it and you had to pay for the product and we just kept churning it. Now, where was our breakthrough? Our breakthrough was, you know, we hooked up with a company called Harold Levinson. You know, they're like the sixth biggest C-store distributor in the U.S. They have 152, two hundred and fifty sales guys that are on the street every day, mm. right? And then they formed the whole internal team. They they saw our performance. They saw how good our product was selling. And then we had jobbers, right? Call, people call them sh- trunk slammers. We had guys in New Jersey that we got early on, four or five of them, that were able to sell. A, they, in the beginning, they were moving 100,000 a month, 200,000 a month of product, a million a month. Hmm. You know they they had they had access to 11s with a group, right? You know with their with with their network, um,
1: we were able to uh, get oh, the what, were, were, were these freelancers or were these um, were, were these your employees, the sales no, no. guys?
0: No, no. So okay. employ employees. I was handling the warehouses. So put it this way: for the first year and a half, it was out of the back of my gym. We had a little area back there. It says restart audio. Uh, do I have to touch this? I don't want to touch it. Am I coming in good right now? Um, yeah, you're
1: you're coming in clear, nice and clear.
0: Okay, good. No, no, it is the craziest story ever. We had a three, no joke, we had a two hundred square foot office in the back side of my gym, and then we moved to a bigger office, three hundred square feet in the back of the strip mall, and then there we built. We the office was only twenty by twenty. I have pictures mm. of my social media, mm. and then and then basically. Each master case, each master case helped 244 logic, and we were wholesaling them. You know, think about this. So we had, we had our, our, our e-cigarettes that we were basically cost us, say a dollar seventy-five, dollar eight. We had dollar eighty, right? Mm-hmm. And we were selling them. We were selling them for basically five bucks. And they were marking them up, the, the convenience store was marking them up a 40% to nine ninety nine. dollars And then our okay. cartimizers, which eventually we had the rechargeable ones after a year and a half, we were paying $1.80 for five of these and wholesaling them for $9.99. So Matt, we had a 300% wow. markup. Our margins were massive and we had no accounts receivable. And then we brought on Pantry out of North Carolina that had three thousand locations. So this is it was a cash, it was a machine. So, so how we're, how did you receive payments? Was it like
1: uh oh, transfer? I'm going to confirm a bank transfer. You know my on my app, or was it like you know here's a, a POS and then you just you know pay with the with a credit card? How were you get to ensuring that you're getting it? You know from from these store stores? Yeah, yeah. Time? We,
0: so so basically the stores were just paying. We're just giving us. We're just writing, writing check, and giving us or cash, or giving us cash. You know, mm. five hundred forty bucks per box, cash. Mm. Mm. So, so the, we the, these saying,
1: are the real wild, wild west times for for, for e-cigarettes.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had um, money. We, we had money. We had two cash machines in our office where guys were bringing suitcases. We were depositing well, in the bank. <laughs> well, it was like well, it was like Pablo Escobar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> timing good timing good timing yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: uh, and then when did you so what was the journey there when was the peak um did you did you exit it um to t- 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 tell us
0: more please incredible okay. story uh, so so what happened was uh we had the small space then we there's a bridge bridge club behind us that had 3000 square feet and we said all right we'll do the it was nuts we had dhl coming in We were unpacking DHL because we were air shipping a lot because we were making enough margin where we air shipped that we figured we could have it fresh and it would last longer. Where if you put it on the sea where everybody else was and they were too cheap to refrigerate it, their oils were all dried out. So we had the best battery, the freshest oils. We were the number one disposable. We had a lockdown. So DHL- This is all coming from China. Yeah, all from China. We had three facilities and we were, I was living in China for three years back and forth w- traveling. From whereabouts
1: off. in China did you live? What part in China? of
0: China? Well, we were living in a hotel. We were oh, living at, okay. the, at, the, at the Bali Lai Hotel in Shenzhen.
1: In Shenzhen, we, yeah. We had, yeah. We had,
0: they gave us big suites. It was like, it was unbelievable. And when, when we were making it, when we weren't making it, we were in the back of the planes for the first six months. <laughs> and then after six months, we had caviar and Cathay Pacific on first class.
1: Yeah, the the Chinese, the you know the hospitality of Chinese. Once once you're doing well, it's quite 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 nice. Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar yeah. with Shenzhen. Yeah,
0: so we were making too much money, paying New Jersey too much. So when I say in the middle of the night, basically over a period of three weeks, I sourced a facility in Pompano Beach, Florida. It was either Puerto Rico, which my partner wanted, or Florida. We looked at Puerto Rico. We met with tax advisors, attorneys. I mean, this thing was a whirlwind, you know? We were on a rocket ship. I mean, this thing was, what? it was a machine. We opened up in Pompano, uh We had like a forty, fifty thousand 50,000 square foot facility, friger- uh, refrigerated warehouse. I got the crown electric lifts because it was closed. So you couldn't have uh, any kind of fumes in there. So I got these 30,000, whoa, $30,000 uh, $30, uh, crown high-tech, high-tech, uh, forklifts. So we were in, uh, in Papano. basically when we, we, we exited in 15, uh, we, Goldman Sachs did my deal. So hmm. it was, a it was, it was a little bigger well, than what a did small you, deal. What did you sell for? So the number's undisclosed because, uh, of many different reasons, you know, you, you, tend to have people pop out of the woodwork that you didn't know there. So, you know, my partner said that, that her family members, you know, he didn't want to Family members from six generations, whatever, coming after them. So, uh, we we uh, we what, had a what, hun- what kind of multiples did you sell for?
1: What was it based uh, on revenue or was it based on EBITDA?
0: I really i I can't disclose anything about the sale. All I can tell you is uh, Goldman sold it. Uh, no, it was, it's... All, ca- was it all it was an all cash deal. I'm sorry, and uh, and basically uh, we sold the Japan tobacco in an all cash wow. deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't, uh, you know, let's give you stock, let's give you. So uh, there was
1: no earnouts, nothing. You sold one hundred percent, and you walked away with your partner.
0: Well, no, I mean there was there there was holdback money, right? So okay, when you sell it to Japanese, or at least the experience I had was it was the most thorough, you know, the the the, the, the due diligence, right? Mm. And um, what we had to go through was unbelievable. I mean every Customer service inquiry, which was tens of thousands of pages, they went through everything for nicotine factories, certifications, uh testing on all our chargers uh everything you can imagine it was gone through with a fine tooth and comb you know, and it's good we had all our or all our all our uh you know everything was certified you know we so we 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 hooked up with a good certified firm you know for all our accounting. And, uh, yeah, so the data room and the functionality oh, yeah. of it with Goldman, um, luckily we had, um, you know, uh, guys who, who ran big companies, uh, uh, uh Tony Gaines, who was like one of the cheap guys at Budweiser with over 16 billion in sales under his belt. So with Tony Gaines and, uh, Miguel Martin, who was formerly, uh, you know, general, uh, general, um, CEO of uh, sales and marketing for uh, for Philip Morris with 2,500 people under him. You know, these are people that really helped me and Eli who were the street fighters, street sales guys, mm-hmm. really bring everything together, you know, with a proper CFO. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I was doing everything. I mean, it was really counting each piece of tape, repackaging everything. Uh, when we, we only had three, four people in the office. When you talk about manpower, we didn't have manpower. We had... Heart, soul, and go do it. You know, uh, for me, you know, these companies now raising billions, we had 10 grand each. You know, we were number one per sale, per register, you know, at, on 2000, 2015, basically, you know, uh, um, through Nielsen. So for every register, we sold at every convenience store, we sold the most of any other brand. Mm. So 2015, we exited, we we uh we sold. And uh actually it was very sad, you know. You think, yeah, you know, hey, you get that wire, you'll be super happy. But you know, I i be you know, I, I handled a lot of the operations and the people there, and it was, you know, they were family. It wasn't like today where everything's remote, right? So we were yeah, the the office, see for me, the office was the energy that was the the heart and soul of the company, you know, where we got together and magic happened. And in the warehouse, you know, we turn on the music and we're dancing and we're throwing boxes and loading trucks. I mean, and, listen, I got such passion for business and for what we were doing. It, you know, it's I, I don't find that a lot today, but for me, I go all heart and soul. You know, and and yeah. all the it's all the people that were with us that 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 made the difference. Yeah, and yeah. and for me, for for me, complimenting them, pushing them, uh, uh, being you know. You know, being a team player, you know, yeah. too many people, too many people are telling people rather than having an open mind and listening and mm. taking ideas and suggestions. And that, this is what would help us, you know, become the number one, mm. the number one brand in 2015. And right now I'm proud to say, you know, Logic's top three in the world. Mm, 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 mm. So, um, so, so so, so, with the new acquirers,
1: they, they're still doing, they're, st- they're still taking care of it. Well, with the Japanese to- to, uh, tobacco.
0: Yeah. I mean, the brand, you know, they, they spent, they spent the money, got the FDA certification, which I think was a hundred million. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, it was just me and being me and my partner from the beginning to the end, you know, no investors, yeah. no lines of credit. Um, you know, we had opportunities. I offered, I offered many people stakes in the company at a time. Um, You know, even even a lot of celebrities that wanted to invest. And they told me, Owie, I can help you. And I said, listen, you're at the $1 blackjack table. You need to move to the $10,000 table. You're too low. Mm.
1: Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. The subscription market is predicted to grow to nearly 500 billion by 2025. As a fast growing area in commerce, subscriptions hold tremendous opportunities to build a community of customers who share your values. Recharge is the leading subscription management solution, helping e-commerce merchants of all sizes launch and scale subscription offerings. Recharge powers the growth of over 15,000 subscription merchants and their communities, turning one-time transactions into long-term customer relationships. Whether you're a direct-to-consumer business or an omni-channel brand, subscriptions strengthen the brand relationships with your customers and make it easy for customers to make repeat purchases. With subscriptions, merchants are able to experience predictable revenue, increased customer loyalty, and higher average order values. Turn transactions into relationships and experience seamless subscription commerce with ReCharge. Get started today with subscription payment solution trusted by over 50 million subscribers worldwide by heading over to rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. That is rechargepayments.com forward slash 2x. go to gorgeous.com that's g-o-r-g-i-a-s.com and mention 2x e-commerce podcast for two months free that is gorgeous.com for two months free just mention 2x e-commerce very quick question around um first of all quick observation you're a people person and um, i think that's emotional intelligence really played in the leaders you hired you know when you talked about the ex um you know um philip morris executives who came in to really you know structure out logic in the short amount of time so 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 is am i right in a time horizon that it was just four years of until you till, till you exited
0: yeah four yeah a little uh, it was a little under five a bit.
1: Years. five yeah, years Unbelievable. yeah yeah uh, and then at the point of exit, um, when did discussions start? Did discussions start early? Um, did it start? Was it, how long did it take? And did you attract them, or did they find you? Did they say, "Oh well, logic is the fastest selling, um, you know, e-cigarette in in, in most, um, you know, um, convenience stores. We need to buy them." Or were you sort of structuring yourself, um, you know, listing yourself out, you know, with Goldman for for acquisition?
0: You know, yeah. Like, so guys. yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so we had, we had a lot of, after like three years, um, we, you know, we acquired a lot of IP. I was big into like trademarks and IP for, uh, you know, filing IP on functionality, pop counter. We had, him, me and Eli filed a lot of patents for, uh, you know, sort of our innovation pipeline. You know, we wanted to have a good innovation pipeline. We, we found out through earlier meetings that companies that want to buy us, they they, they like to see an innovation pipeline. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to build out an innovation pipeline and, uh, we had met with several companies. Um, we had reached out, uh, my partner, Eli had reached out to Goldman. So we, we did have a relationship there and we did have interested parties, but we said, you know what, let's reach out to Goldman. Maybe they have some interested cu- uh, clients that may be interested. And it happened to be that, uh, you know, Japan tobacco was one of their clients and, uh, you know, we we were able to put the deal together. Interesting, very, very, very interesting.
1: And then, um, what did the two thousand and sixteen? Okay, then uh, with with all that you're doing, um, because the audience is is e-commerce. What percentage did, did digital, you know, just e-commerce, account for
0: in in your top line? Yeah, so it was very little. Like ours was just basically, you know. Mainly convenience stores, and mm-hmm. uh, and then also you know big like you know uh, we have you know Walgreens, you know some pharmacy, yeah. you know big 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 pharmacies, um, but mainly uh, I would say you know 95 percent was in store as opposed to e commerce. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense.
1: <clears throat> right. Um, so two thousand and sixteen, you don't have the company. Um, you have a you know a ton of cash in the bank um, what has life from 2016 to to 2022 you know look like obviously we know you have a a product you know a health product now but but just paint us a picture of what happened immediately did you just go on holiday um did you spoil? What, what? just um yeah paint
0: us that picture please yeah i think i bought like 15 20 million dollars worth of cars you know, I splurged on cars. I uh I started really getting into social media, you know, into Instagram and I wanted to really talk about the story and try to, you know, help others and motivate them. You know, some people see it as, you know, showing off. I see it as look what's possible. I, I didn't go to Ivy League school. I was not a good student. I'm a muscle guy. I like to hang on the gym. How smart can that dude be? You know? How you know, and I I tell people you you know, it's believing in yourself. I I call it the Howie method. I look deep in myself. I said, well, what, what about, what stamped on me when I had a young age? And I'll just do it simply. The H, help. You got to lead your life with health. Health as well. The O, originality. Okay. You got to look in your mirror, everybody. Look in your mirror. And that is you. You've got to be you, be real, be proud. You can like other things from other people, but bring them to you. You know, you're the guy, you're the guy or gal that was born special with all the talents. You just have to find them. You have to look deep inside you. And the W in Howie, work. You got to put the work in. There's no hacking hard work. I know Tim Ferriss talks about four-hour work week, but I never found a four-hour work week. Mine was 100 hours, 80 to 100 hours. I did that for 20 years, and I'm still working 70, 75 hours a week because I love it. I'm passionate. I want to make a difference. I want to make breakthroughs. And that's me. You know, Not everybody has the same goals or what makes them happy. For me, this is, you know, for me, business is sports. You know, I'm not going to run hundred mile marathons. I'm not doing triathlons. I'm not climbing a Mount Everest and it's okay. For me though, my Mount Everest is, you know, what can I, what's the next company I could build? How, how can I do something that's a game changer that never existed in the world? That's where the I comes in, innovation. How do you innovate? How do you do something different? You know, instead of being a copycat, how do you innovate? Do something different, solve a problem, uh, offer something good to community, society that could actually uh, uh, help people feel better, look better, and that's where uh, uh, Stealth Fitness came in. And then E, E is one of the best. It's energy. Energy is what drives me. Energy what moves the world, right? Energy is the power. You know. That's why was saying, you know, in the morning you you, you gaze, you look, you sun gaze, you look into the sun and let that energy come in you. You know, everything is about energy. So the Howie method, like the five habits I talked to you about before, that the Howie H uh, O W I E is five five just simple things: the health, the originality, the hard work, the innovation, and the energy. I think it's just five easy things that really can help you make a difference. So when you talk about 2016, I bought a ton of cars. I bought, I bought a, lot, a bunch of real estate and I was like, you know what, I, I got to get back into like fitness and health. What can I do to really be game changer in the space? And when I say game changer, it actually became a fitness gaming company. So we did start out as a product that's called Stealth Fitness. It's, you know, basically I said, most of the world doesn't work out. Most people aren't fit. There's so many you know hundreds of millions of ob- even obese children how do you get people working out get into a habit start your day with a win instead of making your bed in the morning what else can you do that's like brushing your teeth that easy to sort of spark that internal flame to get yourself fit feeling good and i i came up with it. i said okay the plank is probably the best exercise and easiest to do the least stress on the body although it's hard and Basically, if you could hold a plank for one to three minutes, you're really getting the hard work. And I said, but you know what? The problem is, you look at planks, problem. Everybody hates planks because they're boring and they're sitting down looking at their phone, waiting for the time to go by or they're watching a YouTube video. I said, wow, imagine if someone can plank and play games at the same time on their phone. So we did is we created Stealth Fitness. So basically, you have a 360-degree. Do we have one of them here, Stealth? Kayla, so we have a 360. Where are these shit here? There we go. Let's move this. Here we go. There we go. Healthy well, Get on your stealth. So now you're on the board and you're actually planking and playing games. So my right. body's the controller of the game. So we well. did is we developed the whole gaming platform. Oh. So, I'm right, playing, I'm playing a game and the accelerometers of the phone are feeling the angles of the board. Yeah, right.
1: So There's that center of gravity on, on the yeah. plank in your fore, your forearms. Yep. And then when you yep. tilt left or right, you're yes. moving okay. left or right. It's almost hepatic.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm playing the game. Clever. I'm playing the game. And basically, we, we built the whole gaming fitness company based upon the one exercise the flank and we sold over a million of them from you my, sold
1: a million of these
0: units yeah wow. wow. okay yeah yeah uh, over over the last 5 years but you talk about e-commerce this is an e-commerce company right it's right I direct. right I, I you know i went from the opposite it's funny i went from selling in store now to just selling direct to the home and building a subscription model right you, you totally sold a
1: million of these of the stealth, um, the stealth core. Wow! Yeah.
0: Wow! Yes! Wow! And we just okay. now we're launched, now. Now we're actually just shooting videos to the stealth squat product, and then we're coming out with stealth cycle. So this this thing is going to be a monster. I mean, I I, yeah. I love it because so many we have seventy five thousand in our Facebook, the the stories and the and this. Ah, uh, so you have a community. Wow. Yeah, there's a community of uh seventy five thousand strong in Facebook, and actually people are actually go to go to each other across the country to flank with each other, and they be, the friendships that have been built and the motivation and the scores. There's challenges. There's new games and uh, groups. It's amazing. It's just it's 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 become you know this vertically integrated uh, uh fitness company, Stealth Fitness, health so health is health what
1: so what is two questions what has been your major acquisition channel um are you of so do you have infomercials like on on tv and sell direct or um has it been like digital channels and how do you get customers after they've bought from you to you know to buy again um is there a gifting or referral what what how do you grow beyond the first purchase yes
0: that's a good question and and I don't I have much smarter people on my team than myself. I always like to say, you know, I'm an idea guy. I don't get into the nitty gritty a lot of times, but I know that you know we did a lot through you know a lot of the customer acquisition through Facebook before it got kneecapped by Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, within the last you well know, six six eight months one year so about yeah, a, the last one year yeah 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 so um uh, but most of Facebook was incredible for us. I mean that's mm-hmm. where most of our marketing was, was taking place. Um, and then we, so yeah, so we, we, we'd send them to a, uh, a, uh, try stealth. That's the page try stealth uh, yeah. page. Yeah. And then, uh, and then basically we'd have a, uh, we, we'd upsell them with the, uh, you know, they, they, they would, they would basically be presented our lowest price item, which is 99. Then we yeah. upsell them to a, a, a more, uh, a more, a bigger ma you know, a a more expensive model. So call it the stealth uh stealth orange model, which is a bigger platform, more cushion, mm-hmm. you know, which which was forty dollars more. And we had, mm-hmm. you know, thirty, thirty percent conversion there on the upsell. Mm-hmm. And uh and then we'd have them uh you know, we we don't we give them a one time offer on the subscription for twenty nine dollars for the year instead of thirty nine. Right. And that would for, that the, would, games, be, for, for be the, the games for for the games with the with the app for the app. Yeah, that would. That would be forty percent, you know, and basically our, our 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 you know we we basically we're like we operate anywhere from a four to one to five to one on our on our conversion right now, which is very good, you know. So for every dollar so, we spend, we bring in four bucks. Well, your 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 return on advertising yeah. spend is four. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Three. I mean, I mean, three. I know it's good, but we're we we're, we've been between four and five. Is this post iOS fourteen point five? Yeah, yeah. Now we're doing what we're doing. What we found is, right now, is we we're we're running a lot on on YouTube. You know, Google, and we're doing yeah. YouTube. Yeah, and the you you YouTube we found is very powerful for our brand and, and yeah. selling our product. It's yeah. been explosive for us. Yeah. You know, the toughest thing with our businesses when you have just one product. So we have. Well, we could cross sell them with the squat trader and then cross yep. sell them with the, with the, uh, bike, it's going to be mm-hmm. explosive, you know, but build the, being able to build a, a hundred million dollars of sales with, you know, one, one squat, uh, uh, planking device products. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, uh, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, or exactly. two products, really
1: two sizes, one, one product.
0: Yeah. We had three, we had three sizes that the, the okay. first one we actually made in the U S and people like, you know, made in the US, you should make it in the US. So we made it in the US, but it's just, you know, our cost was just so high, we had to, you know, make it overseas. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, so yeah, stealth, phenomenal. Stealth, yeah. 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 Stealth Fitness has been incredible. And then, uh, and then my, my latest venture, which is, uh, going to be incredible is a, uh, is a, you've seen Lunchables, right? The nostalgic Lunchables that kids, you know, they had the turkey and cheese and the mm-hmm. the bologna and the pizza. So, yep. my my buddy had this idea, and it's ten weeks now past that. We're launching uh, the the world's first called plant based lunchable company mm-hmm. called Mighty Yum, Mighty Yum. Plant based fun for everyone. And so, three hundred forty million kids that are you know overweight around the world, we're we're looking for a solution to offer plant based lunch on the go for kids. This is going to be a game changer. I'm super excited. So this is what I've been working on for the last ten weeks. Mm,
1: mm, mm.
0: Well, it's phenomenal. You're 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 a serial, you know, entrepreneur
1: in the true sense sense of things, you know. And you know, it, so, so, how long has Stealth
0: Fitness been been running for? So I didn't mention we start. We did a Kickstarter back in 2017. We did a Kickstarter, mm. and we actually we actually sold more in our Kickstarter than Peloton did. Mm. Peloton, I think, did like 300 in their Kickstarter back in like 2014. And we did 350 approximately, mm. 350. So we, you know, it's great. You, you, you could test products, right? You can, you don't even have to yeah. develop products. You could test them, split test them. Um, So we use a platform called, um, now it's called, it used to be called uh, Mojo. You guys could check it out. A lot of the infomercials use it. I think it's called, I don't know what it's called now, but you can look it up. It was called Mojo. And this is one of these platforms that allow you to do split testing. And for some reason, my team told me it's a lot better than than using Shopify for a single Mm. product. And so- Hopefully that's helpful for your audience to check them out. We'll we'll definitely check it out for sure. We'll che- definitely for for like single
1: product um, you know, listings and it has the upsell capabilities and yeah, yeah. It Looks it, it links up to information. So there's this sort of expectation of the experience you want when you look at a product and information, you know, informational on TV, what you expect when you get on, on the website and, and it has that feel. So when my team and I were just looking at Stealth Fitness, we're like, oh, is this like an informational, you know, driven? And that's why I asked you whether it's informational. But I could see your YouTube sort of feature at the top of the folder on this one, and even the collars and and all. So am I right in saying that like you have patents related to Stealth Fitness because there's like a comparison on your website? You have static 4 plank, Bosu ball, ab dolly. So have you put some some patents and some research behind it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've I've probably spent over a million dollars on patents. Mm. Patents and li- patents and legal, and all over Europe. You know, China. Uh, we just we just launched uh, Stealth China. We just launched Stealth Japan. So yeah, we have uh, utility pat utility patents and very 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 strong design patents. And as you may know, you know, you know, I learned that from Apple, right? Apple Apple goes in hard with design patents. You know, a lot of times design patents are you know easier to enforce enforced than utility patents.
1: Mm. that's true that's true and then the yeah, gaming so- what, what about the um the gaming experience i could see on your website that you have um a stealth app you have free games and then you have premium um, you know premium games w- what is the uptake there and, and how does it work
0: yeah so basically um the pricing fluctuates but i think the pricing is around 39 dollars for the year you get the mm-hmm. get the get the three three or four four three or four free games and then uh we have I think now it's like 30 or 31, 31 games. So there's upgrades and new games that are developed either monthly or every other month. I know with new products it'll be, you know, just you get you get monthly upgrades mm. to the software. And so we we give you the four the three or four free games. And then the 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 premium games are basically, you know, just they get new exciting games to keep them energized and challenged but a lot of people love the free games especially galaxy adventure that's that was one of our first ones that uh has like five or six different screens to really challenge your core but you're working your whole body in the real just call it the genius behind stealth is you're you know you're call it stealth because you're sneaking fitness in that's what we call it yeah. stealth. you're sneaking yeah. fitness in and basically you don't realize how hard you're working and you really can work three to five times harder than you would without the game and without the flanking board. So you're actually going to work three to five times harder and be able to stronger, get stronger faster with stealth. Plus you're working on more angles. And it's also, right, you're, you're working your vestibular your, your, and your inner ear at the same time. So you're really building new neural networks in your body by using stealth. There's so much more going on than just training your core and working your muscles. It's on a neurological level, you're, there's going to be a lot more coming out with, you know, like, for example, I was just reading a study. Uh, I forgot who it was, but, you know, they have a lot of uh, people with death that uh, have had, you know, burn, you know, they burn, burn victims that they're actually doing, uh, getting them out of pain by using gamification. You know, through their mm-hmm. procedures of helping them focus on the game, you know, and being able to to work the mind through gaming to take pain out of the body, so mm-hmm. that really, you know, sort of travels over with the with stealth. And you know, a lot of people don't like to work out because they don't they're not used to that pain. You know, they're, they're not used to that muscle burning. Like, I'm used sure. to it because I, I did it at a young age. But for me, I'm used to pain. Right, I'm used to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just conditioned myself at a young age, but most people, you know, they, they don't like the, they don't like the pain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And and I think for you was intrinsic. So so from what you said from your childhood, you were self-motivated, a situation in which you're put through pain because you're told to, um, the moment you have that autonomy, very likely or very often than, than none, you just... Wouldn't really care about extend you know putting yourself through pain because there's no one really pushing you. Um so so the the trick really is how can we intrinsically motivate children And, and and I think you you guys are onto something with gamification where you make it fun in a way that they don't even feel it's pain and then they get used to that feeling and that just endures lifelong. Um, so there, there's there, there lots of opportunities there, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why, you know, I think that's why I think sports are so good for kids. You know, I think every, every, every kid should be in sports. I love martial arts and I love wrestling. You know, I think even, you know, my son was a wrestler. He's 19 now. And uh, one of the meets he was at, I remember vividly, he was probably seven or eight and he's wrestling at a tournament. And he's about to lose, and he's fighting hard, and he was very close to losing, and he won, and uh, he shook it. He shook it out with his his a uh, competitor, and then she takes off. She takes off the uh, the gear, the headgear, mm-hmm. and her hair comes down. And he was like, he couldn't believe it was a female, you know, yeah. And he uh, and, wow. and it was amazing because I was even shocked because I didn't know, and uh, not that not that you know a lot, a, lot, a lot. Listen, you see MMA, a lot of tough females, but he was in shock that, you know, he was, and then he gave him a whole new respect. Right. Yeah. So that was, that was, that was cool. And, uh, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, watching my kids wrestle, cause I, got you know, two boys and, uh, my daughter, but they both wrestled. And I, and I loved I love the fact that, you know, it was either, you know, them losing or winning, you know, there was no, and no excuses. And it, and it was good because, mm-hmm. You know, the, the the results are right there. You know, I like the fact that it gives you. You know, you're 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 either winning or you're losing, and you know. So for me, I I, I, lo- I love that. And you know, in business, it's the same way. I tell people, listen, not every day is going to be a great day. You're taking punches and you're giving them. You know, and don't wait for people. Right? You got to take massive action. You know, I with this new startup, I, I can't wait. I can't wait for people to. To uh, determine my my, the, you know, my future success, right? I just keep, uh, I'll I'll figure it out. Like you can't wait around for people. You know, I find most people they uh, uh, um, they, they wait around for people to mm. to help their success. When you got to just take initiative. You just, you know, if someone's not picking up, if someone's not doing, you gotta you gotta make the ball move yourself. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people today that they, they wait. You know, they're waiting. And you, you can't wait. I don't know what everyone's waiting for, but you got to take action, massive action. This is the only way to move the needle in anything you're doing. Mm. I I feel like everybody just waits. You know, they 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 wait. They're they're doing their digital marketing. They're not getting uh, their conversions. They tweak it. They're tweaking. They're they're and you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you have to redo all the messaging. You know, sometimes you got to make massive changes. Um, we told the story of planks are boring, but you can do stealth and get in great shape by playing games on your phone. Then we had another marketing firm basically say a whole different message. But yes, planking is the best exercise. But the message was, do you have three minutes a day to commit to, to change your life forever? I was like, oh, it's genius. You know, and I think it, it worked. Business. It worked. It was it exploded our sale. Just flipping them. we were doing good, but then we were starting really 10xing, you know. Mm. And I, I think there's an opportunity for everybody's business to really push the envelope, push harder. Don't accept because the expert tell you this is, you know, this is the return on spend you should be getting. You know, a four x is good, a three x a three x is good. Well, what about twenty x? I want twenty x. Why? I, I should get twenty x. Like, I think the expectations people set up for themselves are too low. They have to set the bar high. And, um, you know, for me, this new um, company, plant-based, launchable, you know, I I, I want uh, to, in the first year, I want to sell a million a week. Hmm. And I'm like, how do you do a million units a week? I'm like, they need this. I'm going to make it happen. You know, so we set everything up. We're doing our first trade show. I'm back to where in the beginning, right? Freeborn logic days. I'm having a 10 by 10 booth and I'm yeah. working it. I'm yeah. working it. I'm going to be out there. I'm talking. I'm hustling. I'm doing things like before. They're like, but how can you go backwards? Like, you know, you sold logic. You can afford it, you know, put in a million, two million. You your start, 3 million. No, no, I want to, I want to start off. I want to start up lean and me. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to scale, but I want to, I want to be smart, you know? So I never, you know, I was on another podcast and they said, what would you tell the CEO of these big companies? But I said, I really, I can't tell them anything because I was never in a big company. When I sold my company, I had 20 employees. I don't know about big companies. I did big numbers, but I, I, you know, I run, I run things tight. I like, I like big scale. I like using 3PLs. You know, outsourcing, manufacturing, and basically, you know, building brand and being able to scale, have the manufacturing, doing and being able to do digital, being able to do the creative and being able to be on top of making sure that the quality is great. People love the product and trust me, I'll be in the stores giving out samples to people because I want to meet hundreds of people, get their feedback, see the excitement because that's what drives me. I gotta be on the street. And I think I think uh you know, I watched the guy from Bang Energy who built Bang Energy. I don't know the guy's name. Mm. But you know, he's in there. You know what I mean? They built a nice billion dollar brand. I, I like to be feet on the street and I like to see what people are saying about the product, and I like to be hands-on. Howie P. What, what can I say?
1: <laughs> Uh, this is fire. This is this is probably the best interview we've had in 2022. So yeah, no way. Come on, you set you, I, you set in you set the bar.
0: All right, I got one more thing. I'm I'm throwing yeah. it. My my brand I built called Think Billions. Skip the millions and go to billions. I'm throwing, I bought a castle. Yes, I did with my money. I bought a 16,000 yeah. square foot castle in the desert in the middle of the mountain um, at a very exclusive club. It's got a retractable glass roof. It's a Moroccan. It was hand built over six years by guys from Morocco that got that flew in. I didn't build it. I just bought it from somebody else. The baby oh. was already created. But I'm throwing a a, a very uh, like limited hundred person mastermind there September. Uh, uh, sorry, October twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. I don't know when this comes out. Yeah, but I basically but I basically curated all the special people that have helped me grow, and I'm going to bring them all together because. You know, in order to, you know, get to the billions, I think it's important to meet the people that think billions, have built billions. And, you know, it's all about, you know, my buddy Vic says, you know, it's all about getting to the high line. You know, what are the people on the high line doing? And, you know, you got to pay for access. It's a hard pill to swallow, but, you know, people worked hard in their lives. You've got you to pay for access, but it's worth that access because it helps you level up very quickly when you can have the right people and the right information to help you get, you know, if you're at a million, to go to 10. If you're at 10, to go to 100. If you're at 100, to go to a billion. Uh, it's, it's not as hard when you have, the, you know, the, the right people you're surrounding yourself with. And uh, that My Think Billions event is about that, curating the best team of people at my private residence. And it's a three-day event. And it's health, wealth, and mindset. And there's going to be workouts every day, juice, fresh juice, healthy food. Great energy, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have basically business boot camp, right? We're gonna get down and dirty. We're gonna find out what your biggest challenges are. You're not we're not you're not leaving until we help you.
1: Mm.
0: How do we where, where do we sign up? Um, basically, uh, you can go to think think billions on Instagram. Okay, that's what it is. I think if think billions on Instagram or on my personal Instagram, Howard P A N E S Panis.
1: I'll link to it. And then from there, okay, events.thinkbillions.com. Okay, 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 got it, got it, got it. And and what's the cap here for this event? What one hundred or how many how many guests are you going to have? Are you going to
0: cap it out to? Yeah, it's going to be about uh, probably twenty twenty five speakers. And I'm, I'm going to have some okay. really cool guest speakers. I'm are What about the now? Okay, and, and attendees probably thirty to forty. Okay. It's twenty five. Okay. It's twenty five k a ticket. Okay. And I say this is the cheap, this is the cheap uh, uh, first version because next year it's going to be the 100K a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This year I felt like, you know what? Listen, if you have a business doing a million, five million, ten million million, 10 million a year, 25 is is very, very inexpensive to get access to my, you know, my experts that basically are part of my network that, Mm. you know, my venture capital people. My bankers, my tax people. Mm. There's going to it's be incredible a, a, an elite group that I give them access to, well, plus yep. access to me. You know, and uh, yep. and and my and my and my. Uh, you know, four decades of sort of building, uh, building, building my network.
1: Yep. Yeah. October the twenty first to twenty third, Palm Desert, California. Open yeah, only pump. to high-level thinkers. Are you one of them? I think billions apply now. Yes. Super, super interesting stuff here. How I could go on and on and on. I'm going to link to all the resources um, with regards to the, your um, your latest venture, Mighty Yum, Do you have a website yes. yet? Um, we can link up to.
0: Um, I'll, I'll send that to you. It should be it should be up um, coming up soon. It will be mightyyum.com. dot com. It'll be mightyyum.com. dot com.
1: Okay. We'll We'll link to, to all to, to to all all resources uh, you have um you have your um your main website, which is um yeah, P- uh, paint um yeah, we'll link to all all ocean it. It's been incredible having you. We had technical issues, but we made it, and it was very,
0: very, very well worth it. Thank you for for coming. Thank you. The- no, thank, thank, thank you so much, and I hope everybody gets a lot out of this. That's my goal in life to really help others to really be their best. And I think if you wake up every day happy and you're healthy, you're winning. So Absolutely. don't be so hard on yourself. I'd say talk positive yourself. You know, don't, don't criticize yourself. It, it, it's easy enough for people to criticize you. Talk good about yourself every day and you will, you will grow and you will reap the rewards that you deserve.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks.
2: Cheers.